Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Welcome to Hello Somebody, a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia, where we rage against the machine, where we raise our voices against injustice and stand up for justice, where we embrace hope and joy with an optimism for a brighter, more just future. Each week, I'll be dropping knowledge, whether it's a solo episode from me or a hearty discussion with esteemed guests doing great things in spaces and places of politics, entertainment, social justice, and beyond. We get real, baby. I mean, really real. We get honest. We get up close and personal for you. Yes, you. Because everybody is somebody. Before we begin, I want to give a special shout out to my team. Thank you, Sim. Tiffany, Sam, and the team over at Good Juju Studios, Erica England, Pepper Chambers, the hot one, and my social media team. Hello, somebody. Thank you so much for joining me yet again for the continuation of our Three Bones series. As many of you know, but just in case you are new to listening to Hello, Somebody, We are embarking on the Three Bones series where at least once a month you will hear something from the Three Bones. As some of you know, many of you know, throughout the course of my career thus far, and especially when I'm on the stump speaking, there is my universal ending to most of my speeches 
and people love them so much. It is a universal language similar to music, to poetry, you know, how the arts themselves are universal. But it's the three bones, my grandmother's three bones. This story comes from my maternal grandmother, as we know, black women in particular, especially black women from the South had what we call in the African-American community mother wit, and they passed that on generation after generation. I think black, older black men have it too. We don't call it mother wit, but just, you know, they slick like that. They just got quick wit, wise, quick tongue. But for the women, we call it mother wit. It's just a certain kind of wisdom that is embedded in a culture not necessarily something you can learn from school it just is and so my grandmother certainly had it and I know many grandmothers had it it's just how they rolled so the three bones the wishbone the jawbone and the backbone my grandmother used to say the wishbone is for hoping and praying the jawbone is for lifting your voice and speaking truth to power and the backbone the most important bone of them all, the super catcher, fragilistic, expialidocious bone, gives you courage to stand up. And when you've done all that you can to stand, you just go ahead and stand. Anyhow, baby, it's perseverance. That's what we need in this thing called life. So today we're going to talk about the jawbone. And I don't know how many of you know, but the Nabisco workers or the Kellogg workers, excuse me, the Kellogg workers are on strike. There are many worker strikes going on across the country. Uh, This this workers just coming together, basically employee after employee, job after job, uniting and saying they can't take it no more. Hell no, we won't go. And hell no, we're not going to take it anymore. And I'm just really, really proud of the awakening that is happen- happening in this country, especially when it comes to worker solidarity and workers on strike. Well, the Kellogg uh, workers, they are on strike right now, and they are asking, some Kellogg workers are asking uh, people to stop buying the products. They've been on strike now for about two months. And the company wants to replace them. We know that that is not good for those workers. And they're asking, the Kellogg workers are asking us, the public, we the people, to not buy the Kellogg products so that we can help them put pressure on the corporation itself. We know that works. Our John Deere workers just got an agreement. They didn't settle for less. They had the courage to ask for more. And because they had the courage to ask for more, eventually the bosses had to give in. And now the John Deere workers have better work opportunities and conditions and also stood in the ready for a new generation of John Deere workers because they were willing and able to make a sacrifice to stand up strong and boldly. And so now the Kellogg workers, again, who have been on strike for the last two months, are asking us, yes, we the people, not to purchase the products. Now, I know it's going to be a bit of a sacrifice, but in life, sometimes we have to sacrifice. I appreciate the fact. I applaud the fact 
that these workers are using their jawbone. They are speaking a certain truth, the power they are standing up. And what that what they are saying is that they deserve more, that, that, that the dignity of work is important. And they are helping these companies make record profits. And therefore, they, the workers, the average worker, should be able to reap the benefits of the bounty of that. That's not asking for too much. It's really not. And so taking this from a labor and economic reporter, uh, Michael and Sanato, and he works for, or he writes for The Guardian from time to time, but he's, his specialty in his work as a writer is labor and economic justice. He is a contributor to The Guardian, and he also has a newsletter called The Labor Report. Y'all should check him out. And so he sent out a text message about the workers. I've been keeping up with the various strikes and lending my support uh, to their efforts and to their work. I've been many on many a, a line with the workers over the years and will continue to lift them up because as workers demand more and get more, that helps everybody, whether you work for that particular company or not. It helps you indirectly and sometimes directly. And so uh, Michael put out that the workers are asking for people like you and people like me to not buy the products, okay? Now, let me tell you what those products are. Again, the jawbone, lifting your voice, speaking truth to power. And I know this is going to hurt a little bit because some of these products I like too. They're not that healthy for us, but I like them. But we're going to have to give them up and let's stand in solidarity with these workers. The Special K townhouse crackers nutrigram mini wheat fudge shop keebler ego etc etc damn it is, is a lot of stuff kashi i eat cereal every now and then on it kashi cornflakes you know i'm just scratching the surface so those types of products anything with kellogg's the workers are asking us to stop buying the products until they give the workers the respect and the decency that they deserve and, and, and help them out. So here we go. So Michael posted also this, um, what one of the wives of the workers had to say about, about this Thanksgiving. And it was really, really touching. So I want to share some of this, uh, what, what the wife had, it was a, as Michael described, describes it, and I totally agree with him. It was a beautiful post from uh, the wife of a striker. And I'm not going to read all of this. I just want to read a portion of it as we continue to reflect on the jawbone. Vitally important that people are willing to speak truth to power and to stand in that truth. And she writes the following. This is the first time in years and years that my husband will be home all day for Thanksgiving and all day tomorrow. So the day after, which is the Friday, we didn't have to plan any gatherings around his holiday work schedule. We don't have to worry tomorrow that he'll be hours behind us to the dinner to dinner because of overtime expectations. He doesn't have to spend the entire day catching up on other obligations because he worked 75 plus hours 
already in the last week. This change is not because Kellogg's execs have decided to become an ethical corporation who values the health and well-being of the people making them multimillionaires. It's because the union is still striking eight weeks in, still hoping their principles and high-level training and skills will be met with fairness. The union will hold the picket line 24 hours a day, every day through this weekend and into December until terms can be reached. It will snow. Temperatures will continue to drop. These men and uh, women will continue without pay or benefits. No one made this choice over nickels and dimes or as a tantrum to the man. The strength and perseverance of the American middle class is the point of contention here. Now, she laid this. I mean, she really did. She just put it on out there. They are striking because they are making a demand for a higher quality of life, for fair wages, health care benefits, work conditions, and just telling the story. Her husband working 75 plus hours a week, not there during the holidays. What kind of life is that? I mean, you know, this system and the people who run it have us so brainwashed, so steeped in work, 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 work your damn fingers to the bones, right? And no kind of expectation that the working class, and we all are part of the working class, you know, that middle class stuff, hey, I use the language, but the more and more I think about it, we are all part of the working class. Some of us are at the bottom of the working class, you know, meaning working poor. Some of us are within the middle echelons of the working class, and some of us are at the top of the working class. But baby, unless you got a trust fund or a sugar daddy or a sugar mama or sugar somebody, you working for a living. And what these blue collar workers are saying is that they deserve more. And she just laid it out. These folks are making multi-millions. You know why they weren't making those multi-millions? Because of men and women who are working those 75 plus hours every single week for those products that are making them those multi-millions. And then they got the bag and grovel. It just It's just not right. You know, so let's just go on. It's not that long. Hell, I said I wasn't going to read it all, but I'm just so touched uh, by what she had to say. And I'm hoping you feel in touch, too. Again, this is about the jawbone, lifting your voice, speaking truth to power. And she laid out they won't have any benefits or wages. Now, another sideline I got to take. We, yes, we in the United States of America now, people who roll and rock with me, you all, you already know what I am about to say. Healthcare should not be attached to a job. We need to stop commodifying healthcare. These families would not be suffering as much as they are because they are using their jawbone and they standing up and speaking truth to power. They're also using their wishbone, right? Wishing, hoping, putting some sweat equity on that for better salaries. And work conditions. But by God, 
if we had universal health care, the benefits part of this, these families wouldn't have to worry about. It really is a damn shame. Really. Beyond a damn shame. All right. She goes on to say, I'm going to pick up where, where the unions will hold the picket line 24 hours a day, every day through this weekend and into December until terms can be reached. So we're talking about this over the Thanksgiving weekend, and she's explaining that they are going to go into December until terms can be reached. It will snow. Temperatures will continue to drop. These men and will, will, a woman, these men and women will continue without pay or benefits. No one made this choice over nickels and dimes or as a tantrum to the man. The strength and perseverance of the American middle class is the point of contention here. Amen to that. If you drive by the Kellogg's plant, you will see several different camps of picketers made up of the union members and their families, retired workers, and others showing support for these basic requests of a labor force. Please honk, wave, give a thumbs up, and know it will be received as support for working people. Again, lifting your voice, doing what you can, honking at these folks, letting them know they not they are not in this alone. She goes on. Take a minute, a literal minute, to drive around the entire plant and show your support. You'll find Robbie and the kids and I there tomorrow morning. This is bigger than Frosted Flakes and our Thanksgiving schedule. We have learned so much about the monster of corporate greed and the way it threatens the middle class with propaganda, outright lies, and scare tactics. All of this is to say, please don't buy any products made by the Kellogg, Kellogg's company until they come to terms with the union, who despite what you hear corporates say in the media is not asking for anything more than what they need to sustain the expectations of the job, what they are owed for their skills, and what it will take to secure those things for the next generation. You better go on and tell that truth, girlfriend. Now that's what it is. That's what it is. This in the final analysis about the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. You know, and not just in words, putting it in deeds. Socially, politically, economically, on their job, a multi-million dollar corporation, the Kellogg's Brands, which all of us know what those brands are. Those workers making it happen. Putting that food together, packaging it up, doing all the things to make sure that that stuff is on the shelves. And all they are asking for. It's better wages, work conditions, better health care benefits. Not too much to ask. Not too much to ask. And we all know what this Rona. Folks started eating more, and especially these daggone comfort foods that ain't that healthy for us, but we eat them anyway. Hello, somebody. So we got to stand in solidarities with, solidarity with uh, these workers. Right. So let's try very hard not to buy these products. Hell, we might lose a pound or two. Don't buy them. 
in your small way. If all of us do that and boycott these brands, then we are doing our part. Many hands, there's an African proverb, many hands make for light work. And so they're not even asking us to stand out in the cold. It is just to show solidarity by not purchasing those products until their demands are met. And then if you are in and around the strike zones where the workers are striking, give them a honk. Hell, get them some coffee. You know the things. Let them know that we love and respect what they are doing. The jawbone. They are using it. They are speaking a certain truth to powerful forces in that corporation that will reverberate this win for these workers, this fight, this journey that they are on. When they do reach success, their success will be the success for other workers. Because this thing is about the circle of life. It is true. All of these things are connected. There is an awakening happening in the United States of America. And it's not by the hand of people with fancy titles and fancy positions. Although all of those things are okay. Some, some, sometimes it's good depending on on who has the fancy title and how they wield the power. But this right here, workers standing up for their rights, workers making a demand, workers lifting their voices, workers using their jawbone. Maybe in this hell, they're using the wishbone, the jawbone, and the backbone. But we are premier we are we are centering the jawbone on this one. But they they really using all of them. And to be able to stand up in inclement weather, we know how hard that can be. Those of us who have done something like this before, been side by side or have done something where any extreme weather condition makes it very hard for you to body resist that kind of tension. But they are standing in sacrifice for what is just, for what is good, and for what is right. And we must stand in solidarity with them and make the sacrifice or not purchasing those those products. And so, again, I did not name all of the products, but you can go to at Nina Turner on Twitter where they are all listed out. And let's do this. And, Michael, thank you for sharing that wonderful letter uh, that was written or post that was written by the wife of one of the Kellogg workers. As she laid that out, she too speaking truth to power. And, you know, strikes are a family affair. Sometimes we forget the toll that that takes on families and the sacrifices that people are making to fight for, to negotiate for better wages and living conditions. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV 
all things popular culture. culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught— a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself. Learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. know what else while we are on this topic where's the pro act you haven't heard nair quote my grandmother nair word about the pro act in a very long time it's pending in that congress and we need to pass it needs to get out of there should have been passed shaking my damn head right about now just cannot i mean i can't believe it I don't know, just a part of me that wants to say I can't believe it, but damn it, I can't believe it. Vitally disappointed. So let's just go ahead and get that PRO Act passed. You know, PRO Act would prohibit right-to-work states, which we know 
that right to work is the right to work for less. It was a term. It's a term that's been co-opted. It is very bad. Very bad. And we need to make sure that there are no right to work for less states in the United States of America. We need to make sure that employers are penalized for standing in the way of workers wanting to unionize. Hello, somebody. Amazon looking right at you. You know, I was there in Bessemer, Alabama many months ago uh, with those workers standing in solidarity with them. So glad, so glad, so glad they tried it. And Amazon workers are still working towards that goal in different states and in different ways. And they are going to have a breakthrough eventually. They will. And look, we know Amazon is not going anywhere. And even in my conversations with workers in Bessemer, I never heard one of those workers say that they wanted Amazon to go out of business. What they wanted was to be treated with dignity and respect. What they wanted was higher wages, better work conditions. What they wanted, especially if you're a damn driver and you can't take a break to go use the bathroom properly. What they wanted is for big brothers and sisters' eyes not to be on them the entire time they are on the shift. Too scared. They too scared to go to the bathroom inside the damn plant. And the people driving the vehicles too scared to go to the bathroom on the stop on the way. And they 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 they're they're you know urinating in, in the water bottles and stuff like that. That is inhumane. That is wrong, especially for a company like Amazon. What, Jeff Bezos is the second wealthiest man on the planet right now? These folks are insane. Makes no sense. Absolutely no sense whatsoever to treat your employees with such disdain and dis respect that's what it is disdain and disrespect it is an indifference just a flat out indifference and a refusal to acknowledge the humanity of the people who work in these companies you know again we have been brainwashed to believe to think that everyday workers don't deserve to live a good life. And part of living a good life is not just about your wages and your work conditions and your benefits. It is about what that, what that woman was talking about in her post, being able to have an off day, being able to enjoy a holiday with your family, being able to walk around your block having green spaces, being able to think, being able to breathe clean air, eat clean food, drink clean water, being able to have a higher quality of life and to expect that your children and your children's children will have the same. That is what this fight is about. And the Kellogg's workers are just one example of the larger worker struggle in this country and also in this world. And it is, by God, 
It is a struggle. I'm so happy that these workers are lifting their jawbone. They are doing the daggone thing. You hear me? Doing it. My God. And we can help them do it. We can be in solidarity with these workers and so many others. But this one is an easy one. Because all they're asking us to do is not to buy the products until they win their demands. So I'm, I am so hopeful that you will join me in not buying the products as much as it will pain you to make the sacrifice. Come on and do it. Will you do it? Do it. Send me a shout. Give me a shout. Let me know. Let me know how your strike against Kellogg products is working. Let me know how it makes you feel. And if you are one of those workers that are fa- or, or part of their family, I want to salute you right now. Thank you for making a sacrifice. Thank you for standing up for yourselves and for future generations of workers in the Kellogg products. You are making a bold stand in a moment in a moment that is calling for people to stand up and to speak a certain type of truth, baby. You doing that. And those of us who do not work for Kellogg can make that sacrifice by not buying their product. Wow, I want to end our moment together today in talking about how to use the jawbone the women and men, men and women who are on strike right now are using their jawbone and their backbone. We are centering the jawbone today, the courage to speak truth to power, to lift your voice. And speaking of speaking truth to power, one of my favorite, favorite unionists and just flat out humanitarian. He was a democratic socialist. Socialist. That's Aesop Philip Randolph for the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters. He once said, freedom is never given. It is won. And what kind of freedom are we looking for? We're looking for freedom of body, of soul, of mind, of heart, of consciousness. We're looking for a type of freedom that liberates us socially, politically, economically, and environmentally. Part of that freedom is to be able to work a job that is laced in dignity that honors your work by paying you a living wage and making sure that you have good benefits. Freedom is never given. It is one. Another by Asa Philip Randolph. The essence of trade unionism is social uplift. Come on now. That's this moment. Social social uplift. He goes on. The labor movement has been the haven for the dispossessed, the despised, the neglected, the downtrodden, the poor. Come on, Asa Philip Randolph. You better say that. You better speak that kind of truth. He was speaking a truth to power. Thank God that there was an Asa Philip Randolph. Look, I got to do a remix on that. Let me go on and read that one one more time. I am feeling this in my soul today. 
the essence of trade unionism is social uplift. The labor movement has been the haven for the dispossessed, the despised, the neglected, the downtrodden, the poor. Come on now. Are you feeling that? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. So much so. Make that sacrifice and not buy those Kellogg products. And I'm asking you to do the same. Stay in tune to the strike. Show your solidarity with these workers. Every worker we save, baby, we saving ourselves. We saving somebody that we love. The workers of the world deserve a living wage. Safe work conditions. They deserve the opportunity to be able to take time off and enjoy life. Life should be enjoyed, too, while we work. And we shouldn't have to work so hard and so long and so many damn jobs that we don't get to smell the roses or the daisies or whatever folks smell in these days. That's it. People deserve to live a good life. I believe that. And living that good life should not just be relegated to people who have the zeros on top of zeros. On top of zeros behind, the, you know, the six to seven figures. Everybody deserves to live a good life. And worker exploitation is a sin and a shame. And time out in 2021. So boycott the Kellogg products. Don't buy them. And also call your senator, your U.S. senator or your or your U.S. representatives and ask them what the hell has happened to the PRO Act. Okay? We need to go ahead and get that passed. Let's do that. Freedom is never given. It is one. The great Ace of Philip Randolph. The wishbone, the jawbone, and the backbone. My grandma. And today we have centered the jawbone. The courage to speak truth to power. To lift your voice. And as I often say, titles are good. But purpose is better. Come on through. Live your purpose. Hello Somebody is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.